Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Every writer that you meet will have that one script. That one script that is their heart and soul that they love so very much that has not been discovered yet. That's what this podcast is all about. We find those scripts, these unbelievably original gems, and we bring them to life with a table read of professional actors. Welcome to Undiscovered Scripts, Movies Made of Paper. Welcome to episode two of Damsels and Dragons, brought to you by Undiscovered Scripts, Movies Made of Paper. Jack steps into the clearing with her hand up. Hold! Hold. Jack, do you see Bianca out there? No. I was coming to see what was taking so long. The damsels look a little worried. Maybe she saw a butterfly? Let's give it a minute. You know how she is. They nod. Jack gives a thumbs up and runs back to her hiding position. Game on! Um... Bianca? All right. Sarah gets up and tiptoes out into the clearing. The others watch in suspense. It's like the scene right out of The Predator when Arnold is trying to lure the hunter into the trap. Sarah's sword is at the ready. The damsels hold their breath and watch. She's still as a statue, daring something to get her. Nothing. Sarah lowers her guard, turning back to the group. And is tackled. Ah! The damsels are stunned. Drew leaps to her feet, and the rest of the girls follow suit. Sarah blinks and looks up to see who is on top of her. It's not Jack. Looking down on her is... Kolar, a man in his early thirties, decked out in full leather armor with two foam swords on his back. He grins down at her gleefully. Sarah screams. Whoa! She gives a mighty shove, knocking Kolar off of her. Quolar rolls to the ground, getting to his feet, drawing his weapons, twirling his dual swords in swagger. The caption reads, This is Quolar, warrior. Sarah's mouth drops open. Are you kidding me? Come get it, little girl. The damsels come charging out in defense of their sister. Drew stares in horror. Oh, no. The bone-shard larvers come charging out in defense of their brother. There are three more of them. 
A serious-looking young man carries a fake foam mace that looks amazing. A holy symbol dangles from his neck. This is Bangrit, the Blessed, Cleric. From out of the bushes, a guy who looks like he could be a street rat, dirty and grim-looking, emerges. He holds a fake dagger to the throat of Bianca. She's bound by cloth and looking very concerned. This is Pinched Thief. A gothed-out girl decked out in black robes wearing a bone necklace gives a menacing look. She holds a staff in one hand with a rat skull on top of it. In the other, a small cluster of shrunken heads. This is Lusura the Necromancer, wizard. Naruna starts in recognition. Lusura leers at her. Lusura, Naruna. There's a standoff. Both sides start shouting at each other, taunting and waving their weapons. What are you? Oh, no, no, hey. Drew comes rushing in, throwing her hands up. Hold! No one seems to hear her. And then Calvin walks in and quietly says, Hold! The bone shards stop immediately and turn to their GM. Calvin is in the branch of a nearby tree like a mischievous pan. This is Calvin, Game Master. The sudden cease in hostility causes the damsels to turn and look as well. Recognition shows on Jack and Drew's face. Calvin? You've got to be kidding me! Drew looks like a mix of anger and embarrassment. There's a tense moment of silence. Jack steps to the front. We called hold. Let her go. Their thief, pinched, snaps out of it. You did it. Yes. Uh, right. Sorry. Got pretty crazy there. He unties Bianca. Thanks. She smiles at him. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't too tight, right? No. No, it was good. Oh, good. And nicely done going along with it. That was really good role-playing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, thank you. This is only like my third game. You're kidding. You've got great instincts. Thank you. Uh, my group is kind of new, too, and Bianca! I just... She shuts up and timidly walks back to her group. What the hell are you doing here, Calvin? Still wearing the wings, I see, Drew. The damsels look to each other questioningly. This is my new group, and we're gaming. Drew. The question is, what the hell are you doing here? Calvin looks at the ragtag group assembled behind Drew. I see you found a handful of posers with which to play. I, I, I guess they travel in packs now, right? The bone shards glance at each other with smirks, all except pinched. Still hanging around this noob, I see. Go frack yourself. Huh. How's the knee, Jack? Jack's jaw clenches. Jack, who are these guys? We're the Bone Shards, little miss. Bone Shards? Our group name? Do we have a group name? Drew is a deer in headlights. She glances back at her own group, who are also looking at her expectantly. We are... Yeah, right, so why don't you work on that? And while you do, go find another place to play. This is our gaming ground. And it has been for some time, thank you. The hell it has? 
I don't see her name on it. Classic. Where is our beast? The shards look around. <gasps> Carvin sighs. Art! After a moment, another bone shard comes running up. He's slightly out of breath, but imposing in his wicked armor, reminiscent of the orcs from the Lord of the Rings movies. This is Art Beast. Here! Sarah's eyes widen in horror. Art is her office aide. Sarah throws herself to the ground like she's dodging a grenade. She vanishes into the bushes with a crash. Art glances around. What was that? Wait, were there not six of you? The girls look around. Sarah is nowhere to be seen. The bush shakes suspiciously. Bianca admires the vanishing act. Wow, not bad. Calvin hops down from his branch and walks up to Drew, looking down to her. Oh, sorry for scaring you, Drew, but we're running an actual campaign here, not frolicking in the woods with our Disney costumes on. Maybe you should clear out. Sarah agrees in a funny voice. He's right. We should leave. Art looks around, wondering if he's hearing things. Drew looks pissed. Jack approaches and calmly takes her arm. The girls grudgingly soldier off. A line of bushes shakes suspiciously as Sarah crawls her way along them, trying to keep up. Bianca looks back and smiles at Pinched. Pinched gives her a goofy thumbs up. The bone shards watch them go. Calvin and Drew exchange one last glance. Calvin gives a mocking, slow wave as he grins. Bianca is in her room the next morning, furiously going through her action figures collection. Each figure she pulls out only seems to thwart her plans again and again. Sitting on her desk near her computer is an action figure looking somewhat like herself. Bianca keeps searching. Her face lights up when she finds her query. Pulling a male, roguish-looking action figure from her collection, she sets it down next to her own figure. Her grin reeks of puppy love. She positions them so they are holding hands. It occurs to her what she's doing. <sighs> oh my god, I'm totally Dark Helmet right now. Drew is in her living room, pacing back and forth while Jack watches her from the couch. Both seem very agitated and unhappy. Drew, did you call the girls? They'll be here in a minute. Drew. They can't stay claim in land they don't own. That place is technically a park. God, I feel so stupid. Why? We look ridiculous compared to them. We need serious garb. Drew, we've talked about this. How does higher quality garb change anything? We need to look like we're legit. Like we're for real. Did you see how cohesive they were? Right now, we look like noobs. We are noobs! Well, uh, most of us. But that's not the point. And even if it was, what the hell does it matter? We have every right to play there. Drew shakes her head. Don't act like you're not as pissed as I am. We left that group so we would never have to deal with that son of a bitch ever again. Yeah, I know. And yes, I am pissed. But... We need better garb. I do, you do, the girls really do. And, and they need to learn the rules. My God, I can't keep carrying that book around. Well, we can't just tell everyone to buy more garb. And as for the rules... The doorbell rings. Drew leaves. Jack is disappointed. Moments later in their living room, all the girls are seated. Drew is pacing again. 
They don't own the park. Exactly right, Naruna. Mimi? I think we should start off with the obvious question. Who the hell were those guys? Yeah, I mean, that was my first nerd showdown, so that was exciting. Never been pretend kidnapped before, but I got the feeling there was history there. Their game master? Calvin? He, uh... He was our old GM. <laughs> so I take it things didn't end well? Are you kidding? You met that guy. What do you think? They have character names. Should we have character names? I'm just warrior. You can if you want. Maybe we should. I mean, Naruna has a character name. No, I don't. Oh. So, how well do you know him? Them. I mean, them. How long did you guys game together? Them. Uh, them. What? His group? We've never met the group before. Our old group disbanded shortly after we left it. We weren't the only ones that got sick of his bullshit. <laughs> and then there's what happened to Jack's knee. What happened to Jack's knee? Not to change the subject, but maybe we could just find some other place to play. That was just kind of awkward, running into them, I mean. <laughs> oh, really, Sarah? Just let them push us out? It's that, or this becomes the Sharks versus the Jets. Bianca raises her head. Uh, I can't sing. I think we should stay. Sara looks very uncomfortable. Is it a big deal if we find another spot? Most places, you can just get into trouble. Or they'll just stare at you the whole time as you play. <sighs> we have as much right to save the world as the bone shards do. End of story. Bianca nods in awe at Naruna. I like what you just said. Because it was amazing. I also think getting better gear and garb is the right course of action. I'll mail you all some links for places you can buy them online. Try to have it by next game. The girls don't know how to respond to that. There's an awkward silence. And Sarah sighs. I happen to know one of them. <gasps> Which one? Sarah flinches. The monster or beast, whatever they call him, Art. I'm his boss. Seriously? Wow. What are the odds of that? So what, he's playing too? That's a good thing, right? I have to maintain credibility at work. They can't know I do this. They wouldn't understand. Besides, rule number one, real life stays out of the game. Actually, I was thinking maybe we could use a little less rules in the game. Jack glances timidly at Drew, who doesn't seem to hear. You're not the only one acquainted with one of the douche shards. I know they're spellcaster. <laughs> douche shards. You guys are friends? No. We need to learn when they're going to play next. I don't want to be surprised like that again. Any ideas? <gasps> we spy. <gasps> Ooh. Mimi points. The girls turn and look at Sarah. Oh, oh, oh no, you're all totally going to talk me into this, aren't you? She puts her head in her hands. No, no, no. Sarah, we need recon. I really don't think... Jack places her hand on Sarah's shoulder and looks her in the eyes. What would Red Sonia do? 
The comic version. Not that horrible movie version. That was low. I'm in. Sarah is in her office the next morning. She leans and leans and leans ever so slowly to peer out her office door. It's a typical day, but across the room is one man, her quarry, Art the office aide, a.k.a. the Beast. He's reading a fax that it prints out and drinking from a small styrofoam cup. Taking the fax from the machine, he begins to walk towards Sarah's office. Sarah stiffens and begins to pretend like she's typing on the computer. Art enters. Morning. Hey there, Mr. Art. How are you, sir? Um, I'm good. How are you? I am using my keyboard. I can see that. Um, I just wanted to give you this fax. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. He starts to leave. What did you do last weekend? She regrets it immediately and berates herself silently. Art turns around. Sarah is politely waiting for a reply with a professional smile on her face. Uh, Nothing, really? Uh, Saw a movie? Oh, nice. Well, have a good weekend. Okay. Thanks. You too. He turns to leave. What you doing this weekend? Her eyes widen, stunned at her own lack of subtlety. He turns back to her. Sarah is once again politely waiting for a reply with a professional smile on her face. Um, probably going to see another movie. Oh, nice. Well, have fun with that, and thank you. He nods, unsure if she was hitting on him or if she's off her meds. He leaves. Sarah watches him go, then grabs up her things like a madwoman and bolts. Later on, Drew is in her kitchen, washing dishes while a beam of sunlight pours through the window in front of her. Jack walks into view and opens the refrigerator. Do we have any butterbeer left? There should be some in the far... They're gonna be there! Ah! Sarah! Jeez. Later in Drew's backyard, the girls are gathered, garbed up and ready. Drew is notably missing her fairy wings. You're sure, Sarah? It was code. I asked him what he did last weekend. He said he went and saw a movie. I asked him what he's doing this weekend... He said he was going to see a movie. This sounds legit to me. Just uh, run it by me real quick. What are we talking about? I mean, (laughs) Sarah found out the Bone Shards will be playing this weekend. The same time we'll be playing. What I don't understand is if this guy is such a dick, how did he find a group that would play? If I had to guess, I'd say he found like-minded individuals. Not... All of them, though, right? All right. This time, we get the drop on them. That's how things like this work. Sometimes, you gotta hit them right back. Oh, my God. Please tell me you want me to kill them all. Your bloodlust is inspiring. It's the coffee. Nice. Save your thirst for destruction, Jack. You need it to kill them. She points at the girls. Hey... My idea is more of an an eye-for-an-eye kind of play. The girls are all ears. Later that day, the girls are on the forest walking softly through the woods. Bianca suddenly raises her hand in alarm. The group freezes. Sounds can be heard. Combat. Sarah looks nervous. 
Guys, I really can't afford to be seen. Drew nods. Sara ducks into the bushes. The girls peek out of the green. The bone shards are in the middle of a fierce combat with the beast. He's good. Really good. Jack nods. Damn, he's gotten good. I taught him a little too well. Man, look at them go. It's an impressive sight, all right. A true pro LARP group. As the girls watch, the sound of metal crashing against metal can be faintly heard from their fake weapons as the battle in front of them plays out like a movie. I don't know. This doesn't seem very heroic. Maybe I could just get no. out there. No, Mimi. You're not going to charge in so you can have a heroic, selfless death. This is a turf war, Mimi. Okay, right, right. Sorry. Let's take their thief. Eye for an eye. Think you're up for this, Bianca? Bianca nods a little too happily. <laughs> FYI, I can't help either. Technically, I'm just a pissed off NPC. What would you normally be doing? Getting ready to slaughter all of you. Ah. Okay, we're still gaming here. Jack, do your thing. Go get set. Remember, if things get tense, stay in the game. Hey, it's me. Jack bolts into the woods. Bianca moves off. The beast is circling the bone shards. The group looks like it's haggard but determined. Once more, the sound of steel replaced the dull pops of foam on foam combat. The scene has little resemblance of a friendly LARP game and more like an actual life and death struggle. Calvin is sitting on a rock watching intensely. My blades aren't doing squat! It's a troll! It regenerates! We need fire! Pinched? Torch? Now! Bianca is in the bushes, right behind Pinched. She begins to reach out for him. Pinched, the thief, looks up at Calvin. Ah, hold! 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 Back at the girl's hiding place, Drew instinctively begins to yell. Hold! Mimi covers her mouth quickly. Drew has an oh damn look on her face. They glance out into the clearing. No one heard her. I don't remember. Did I pack a torch before I left? Calvin rolls his eyes. The bone shards deflate a little. Yes! I pack a torch, guys! No one is impressed. Everyone turns back to the beast. Game on! Pinch pulls out a stick. A hand appears behind him, grasping for him. Okay, I got the... Pinched! Torch! Nothing. Calvin notices Pinched isn't there. Hold! 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 What the hell, man? You're throwing off my groove! Hush. Where's Pinched? The crew looks around. Pinched! Hey! He's gone. Calvin's eyes narrow as his face grows dark. The girls grin at each other. In another part of the forest, Bianca is eating an apple and sitting on a rock. In front of her is Pinched, the thief from the bone shards. He is sitting pleasantly and quietly, a gag over his mouth and his hands tied behind his back. How's my knot? Uh, not too tight, right? He mumbles sincere assurances that he's comfortable and fine. A smile under his gag. Mm. Mm -mm. Good. I'm not that good at tying stuff. He mumbles assurances again that the bonds are excellent. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, thank you. You're sweet. He mumbles a shy response of gratitude. <laughs> so, 
You're kind of a vet at this, huh? Mm -hmm. Really? Did you start when you were like five or something? He nods a happy yes. <clears throat> <sighs> wow. I wish my parents were that cool. So, um, <laughs> uh, do you, you know, like, uh, do you like, um, have you, have a, ha, you, uh, you know, um. He looks confused. He mumbles something in question. Sarah bursts from the bushes, startling the hell out of both of them. Ah, we gotta move. They're on to us. Where are we having the scene with Jack? Back at the clearing, where are we? First fought her. They help Pinched get up. Uh, gonna keep your sword this time? Can we drop that, please? Isn't dropping it how you lost it? Oh my god. They shuffle off. Moments later in the clearing, the ladies arrive with the prisoner. The other damsels are waiting. They set Pinched down. Sweet! Now what? Pinched looks at them questioningly. No, we wait for... Naruna steps forward and pulls the gag out of Pinched's mouth. Your wizard, what school of magic does she study? Lasura? She's a necromancer. Naruna rolls her eyes. Of course she is. Oh, uh, what? It's a school of magic that focuses on the dead, and everyone who has ever worn too much eyeliner wants to be one or thinks they are one. She has reached the dead. I've seen it. How the hell would you pull that off? She's actually got a bunch of different tricks. Everyone hushes and listens. Okay, Jack, let's get into character. Move off, and girls, take the prisoner over to- Wait, wait, wait. Uh, he, um, hasn't answered all of our questions. Did we have more? Yes, there was that one I was asking you earlier, uh, before. <laughs> I, uh, I don't- Remember, I... I think... You know... Uh, no. Not getting it. Do you have, uh... The bone shards burst into the clearing, weapons out. The girls draw steel. Sarah is relieved to see Art is not among them, but it's another showdown. Calvin steps out from the bushes. Jack hisses at everyone, still in character. We'll have our thief back, thank you. Naruna steps up, her hands raised for a spell. Pinched moves back to his group's side. Kolar nods at Sarah. We have unfinished business, you and I. <laughs> Sounds fun. Sarah flips her great sword in her hand, Highlander style. Oh, I suspect it will be. Now. No! We are not gaming with you. Sarah falters and stares. In-character talk shatters. Everyone, both sides, looks a little disappointed. Calvin leans in to face Drew. Nicely played, but let me make this real simple for you. You are all loser-ass posers. And we do not game with loser-ass posers. I made that entirely clear when you and your little monster stormed out of the old group. Jack's hand tightens around her sigh. Drew clenches her jaw. It's a tense moment. Sharks versus jets. I can't sing. Calvin moves off, signaling the bone shards to follow. The beast is waiting for you all. Come. 
They begin to leave. Pinched hesitates. Nice to see you guys again. Jack gives a sad half-smile and a short wave of thanks to Pinched. He nods, then smiles at Bianca before heading off. Bianca smiles back. The girls rally around their DM. The excitement from the good roleplay is sapped. The troop stands there, forlorn and aimless. Especially Drew, who looks deeply hurt. And that concludes Episode 2 of Damsels and Dragons. Thank you for listening, and please check out our podcast page to continue the story on Episode 3. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Get it for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about this script, along with details of the cast and crew, please visit our website at moviesmadeofpaper.com. You'll get a whole new story in next week's episode.